okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Hello there, the angel from my nightmare. Yeah, you always sing songs I don't know when we start, and I always get very confused. It's fine. It's fine? It's for the people. It's for the people. Okay. Jason, how'd you, uh, how'd you like Inglorious Bastards? Which one? The good one. <laughs> the good one? Uh, it was a pretty fun time. Um, it helped that I forgot at some point that it was a Tarantino film, and then I asked myself a question, I was like, Oh yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino. It all, it all wraps it back together. Um, it was a good time. It was a long movie, but I didn't even care, like not even a little bit. It was, it was fun. I love this movie so much, and I could watch it over and over again. Yeah, and uh, so it didn't bother me when I did watch it multiple times to do this. So, yep. uh, as far as the old one, uh, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. I, I do enjoy some of those kind of like old school like war movies that like are pretty loose plot yeah. and we're just around here to shoot some stuff. Um, so I, I still enjoyed that one for sure. I, I think even that old one I'd probably watch again. But yeah, yeah. It's just my only problem is uh, <laughs> I don't like anything like any any train intense train scenes. Uh, don't do it for me. I see. I, I don't know what it is about the the impending doom of where the train's going and uh, things like that. I just, I just get not even like wild West train robbery. No, I just, I get real annoyed when it's, it's involving a train for some reason. I can't control it. I I don't want to be annoyed, (laughs) you know? So planes, trains, and automobiles, you skipped the trains (laughs) section. No, 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 that was good. Steve Martin and John Candy (laughs) are funny. Um, no, I don't know. It's just, yeah, something about, it's like a, I don't know, kind of like a boat scene and, Anything with the it's kind of like water during Bond movies. Yeah, you know? you're like oh, okay, because everybody thinks water is really cool, and you're like no, no, I don't think it's that cool. Well, and and when you kind of take it down to it, it's like you know they're trying to set this up as like a big dramatic thing, and it's like what happens on the train matters, but like the train is still moving at like 18 miles an hour, right. like it's it's just chugging along. It doesn't. Yeah. It's it's the constant like shot of like there's the place where it's going and we got to do this and this and this before we gets there and here's, here's the where train. it is oh man oh man and i just i get annoyed i don't know that's fair but uh i don't know it's uh it's it's a story about bad people doing good things and it has uh it's like most, real life most nothing to do with uh you know the new one um when i was uh listening to some of the extras on the inglorious bastards dvd um it's Enzo G. Castellari was the director maker of the uh, the original. Okay, um, and he's actually the guy when the uh, dudes are in the truck after they, you know, after the Nazis come and get them uh, when they're taken prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one when they're they're driving away and there's bombs coming at him. He's the one that yells, goes through the binoculars and he's like, "Fire!" Oh, nice. Um, and so then when. Uh, Quentin Tarantino wanted the name Inglorious Bastards. 
uh, he was like, he said, well, I got two conditions. I want a cameo and I want to yell fire. So, and they, and they show in the extras where the, the scene where he yells fire Mm -hmm. and then I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I, I mean, I, I must've rewound when the fire starts in the theater 20 times. Like, is it, I gotta just. What is, <laughs> is it actually Cause, in there? Yeah, because like it's just a bunch of yelling. Yeah, you know, it's just everybody. You know, ma- if it was subtitled, it'd be mass panic. You know what I mean? But I don't know. So I couldn't find maybe, it. Maybe that was enough for him if it was just that. But I mean, shoot, it could also been were there deleted scenes in any capacity? Uh, there was extended scenes. I see. That uh, would be the way he. <laughs> they'd need to be called. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't delete anything. We yeah, just decided we to do more. Cut a little fat off of this one. Yeah. Uh, well, because the I mean the other. Uh, fuck! What was I saying? Uh, uh, he was one of the. I mean, he he is shown in the movie. He's right. one of like you know the Nazi bigwigs. Um, of course, bigwigs is a strong word because most of them were bald. It seemed like, but mm, not quite bald. Just you yeah. know, real real tight cut. You know, real yeah. short. But he was he was one of the bald dudes, and you know I, I guess Tarantino said like if there was a place for Mussolini in this movie, he would have put him in as Mussolini. Okay, but it just didn't really fit because he, he I guess he has been Mussolini before. Oh, well, for different things. So it would have kind of made sense. Yeah, and, but it just didn't. Uh, I don't I don't think in the Tarantino universe, but uh, like in different features. Yeah. So he works as Mussolini, but it, there was just not a place. He said so. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, and then Bo Svensson, the guy that played the big hotshot lieutenant in the original, mm-hmm. he is uh, he's the general in the 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 feature Nation's Pride. Oh, the guy that's like yelling into the microphone or, or into the walkie-talkie, which is not shown at all. Okay, <laughs> Nation's Pride is a feature film that is about six minutes long. That Eli Roth, the guy that plays the Bear Jew, uh, that Quentin had him make. Okay. And so, I mean, he's got, like, you might have heard Bo Svensson say, I will not! And then, like, they shut the theater door. Yeah. And so, like, he really has no screen time in this film. Yeah. In the in the little... But he gets to say, he get, yeah. I was in there. Yeah. So, he's he may be on screen for, like, two seconds. Fair. Um, but he was just saying, I'm not going to burn down history or something. And the tower stands, because they're talking about, you know... Frederick Zoller up in the in one point in the film he like wants to call Hitler and surrender it's a whole thing yeah so, <laughs> it's fucking stupid she um did Hitler play himself yeah for sure yeah Hitler's actually really cool when it comes to uh <laughs> I was thinking he's probably got a lot cameos. of free time yeah yeah making cameos in movies um and then the other thing is just they did a little gag about the making of uh Nation's Pride because you thought, like, oh, the making of Nation's Pride, like, here we go. Like, it's going to be them talking about, like, making this black and white film. And really, it's just a gag with Eli Roth yeah, uh, playing that's... a character where he's, like, some, like, German director. And it's just a whole thing. That's so, great. <laughs> yeah. And it's just interviews with, uh, you know, Schobels Sh- Sh- or whatever the fuck his name was. Goebbels. Yeah, Goebbels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just funny. Just, it's a little gag. Not bad. And then the only thing with the extended scenes, not not missing anything really, like the the lunch scene where they're asking to use her theater is like a little longer. 
just longer road to the to the point. Yeah, really. So uh, there's no new info or anything. Uh, and then oh, there's a little more in the tavern. It's just them playing the game like a little longer. And then uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and then there's just a little little more at the uh the theater at the premiere okay. and just so look at the places it, a little longer yeah it kind of made sense to to trim it up a little bit yeah i get you so oh and then all the posters for like any movie posters you saw unless they had bridget von hammersmark in them um those were like real german oh films from around that era so. yeah i would have straight up assumed they were just a bunch of like made you know they made them for the sets kind of thing yeah it was all legit that's movies, pretty sweet so. yeah and then uh yeah we can get into the actual movie now that i'm done yapping about yeah stop bullshit yapping. no one cares let's, about let's get into it um the first scene is quite possibly my favorite scene of the movie it was wild like i, I that's that's kind of where i lost that like i was watching the tarantino film and i was just like oh my gosh like this is intense and you just uh, like the intensity that like he was this very like calm asking questions and like leading him into answers and like kind of saying more than he really wants to because the, the guy he was talking to he's like trying to give kind of like these short answers to everything Yeah, and he's like do you know this yes how do you know this what is this explain this to me and then like he has to go into more detail and he's like just dragging more information out of him yeah. And oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so cool to see and just watch him like gradually break down. You just see like the fear kind of set in. And by the time he's like, are you harboring Jews in this house? And he's like, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and just like very, very little hesitation. He knew. He knew like, he was done. He knew he's fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, that was an incredible scene. That was awesome. It just the way it's like, it moves so slowly and it, and it's very quiet. But all of that is very, it's very loud. Yeah. Attention, you know, I don't know. Was, that was the only thing I had for it. No, <laughs> so no, because like, it's, it's, it's exactly what it is. Because if, if you have to imagine at that time, if there was, you know, you know, Gestapo or whatever coming through and they're like, hey. Hi. They make, yeah, they make it seem like, you know. Like I know buddies. something, well, but and, also. And the way he goes about the interaction is genius because yeah. he's like, "Oh, we're buddies." Like, yeah. oh, your daughters are so beautiful. Oh, this milk is excellent. Oh, like, your milk, bravo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's funny to think about the whole like milk under the cabinet. Yeah, like not <laughs> kept cold. I I, I kind of like the um, uh, like when they did the change the language where he's like, "I've pretty much exhausted the extent of my French. Do you mind if we switch to English?" Right, which is also at the same time the way of like keeping it secret because he knows most likely, yeah, there's French Jews in this house, and if they're speaking French, going like, is there Jews in this house? And then they know, they might have time to panic quietly, yeah. anything like that. So yeah, switch to English. You continue yeah. the intense questions. You 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 write it off as oh, I don't want to insult you by speaking more bad French in your home. Exactly. Yeah. And his pipe's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That thing was <laughs> giant. 
Well, yeah, I have to imagine that's that's some kind of military thing. Be like, the higher rank you are, you get a more extravagant <laughs> pipe. The Fuhrer's just got like the, uh, you know, the. Uh, it's like a something phone, but it's like yeah, I think of it on like a record player, and it's got that big horn thing oh, that yeah, comes yeah. out of it. Like it's yeah, that size yeah. of a pipe. It's you know, well, that that's like the top general, and then like Hitler's got like a fucking trombone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You gotta like dump a whole ten gallon bag of tobacco. But I'm thinking like he still has to play it as he smokes, so he's like yeah. getting the smoke into them. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, Shoshana obviously goes through some shit. This is the first time we see her. Everybody's shot in front of her, and she's running through the countryside with her family's blood all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one makes an intro scene quite like Quentin Tarantino. Sure don't. I think that's... I'm thinking of every intro scene... I was thinking about every intro scene for it. Because, like, often... Like, with Pulp Fiction, it's, you know... You open to that heavy dialogue, you set the scene, and you establish at least one very important character. Yeah, and it's the two in the diner, and, you know, and then... The diner's getting robbed all of a sudden, right? So, like, intense things happen. And... Uh, much like in Pulp Fiction, you have no idea why the hell that was relevant other than we are dealing with Nazis. Mm. Nazis. Nazis. I will get my Nazi scalps. Um, Brad Pitt was a mad lad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, the, I mean, that's that's my favorite, I think, Quentin Tarantino opening scene, though. It's pretty dynamite. It, yeah. Okay, so we meet the bastards. Um, you and I did uh, uh, Death Proof. We got Eli Roth and Omar Doom from Death Proof yep. uh, coming back, so that's cool. Uh, recurring characters. And then just a shorter one that's irrelevant, no one will probably care about, but I love that show, Freaks and Geeks. It was only one episode or one season. Um, it had, you know, Judd Apatel uh, made the show, and it had like. Seth Rogen and uh, Jason uh, Siegel, right? Siegel. The Siegel How I Met Your Mother Sudeikis. guy? Not Sudeikis. The okay. dude from How I Met Your Mother. Jason oh. Siegel, right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Anyway, got him, like, uh, Seth Rogen's in it. Fucking, um, <sighs> God damn it, what's that guy's name? Uh, what's his fucking name? I, why can I, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? But it doesn't matter. Freaks and Geeks was just a fun one season show and like you wanted more of it. And Sam Levine was like a little kid. Okay. And he's the one that played Hirschberg. So something nobody fucking cares about except me. Like Well, you did. Right. Well, no one but me. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um But the bastards are funny. They're very anti Nazi, which is good. Uh probably going a little far on the whole scalps thing. If I had to guess, it's a little serial killer trophy-like. Yeah. I mean, I uh, have never been to war, so I can't really speak on some of the uh, the mindsets I get involved with it. But I feel like the uh, the more you treat yourself probably as like a god of righteousness who has to come through and scalp the head of the evil Nazis, keep them as trophies, um, maybe that, that's some motivation to keep trucking. And Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, so, this is kind of off topic, I suppose, but in that same vein, we're doing the whole mob march thing last year, 
And Charles said, like, uh, you know, mob guys, they're all psychopaths. And I go, wait, hold on. It's just kind of like part of the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't wake up in the morning going, hey, I'm going to kill someone today. You know, that's like the the, the object is yeah. not to kill people. It's just it's almost it's a necessity of the job sometimes. Sometimes someone is out of line and something happens. And I don't know why I felt so strongly about mob <laughs> mob guys not being a psychopath. I mean, you feel very strongly about mob stuff, so, though, so I, I get it. For some reason, I was, you know, but then how dare you? Every mobster is the greatest man alive. Right. Yeah. Right. But then I was like, well, I guess he's right. It, like it's in that same category. But then I was like, no, I don't think they're psychopaths because does that mean that soldiers are psychopaths? You know, I mean, obviously a lot of those guys, I mean, that was what was so cool about Sopranos in the way that it was Tony Soprano is in therapy, you know, the mobster in therapy. Cause I mean, the dude's been through some shit. He's killed some people like, you know, yeah. What mob guys experience is likely like that of a soldier with a PTSD and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like soldiers that go and kill in war are not psychopaths, but they obviously deal with some shit. Yeah. You know, you adapt. Right. So. But yeah, I don't know. Scalps uh, seems like a lot, though. It's probably a little bit there. And a little gross to carry around with you. Well, that's what I was saying. You know, <laughs> they needed to have a hundred scalps with them, and I'm just thinking, number one, the scent. You know, that there's yeah. still you know meat and decay and stuff on some of those after a while. You know, and who's got who's counting? Like, do they have like a guy who's got like a Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> like typing in the numbers? Be like, ah, uh, you're you're 23 down for your quota this week, so yeah. you're gonna be pulling an all nighter. Then what happens after the hundred scalps? You just you relieved of duty? No. You just hundred more. You you set you, you set a 100. new goal. Mm. See the, the see he see, uh uh Aldo 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 Aldo, yeah. Aldo. Um, He sets the hundred scalps. By the end of those hundred scalps, them as individuals are setting the next scalp goal. Because mm. they 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 need it now. They want it. Mm. That's true. It's the mindset you're creating. The mindset that you need. He's got scalps. Uh, He's he's like drug dealer. You know, give you a little taste. Now yeah. you want more. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is the first Nazi scalped. Yeah. I thought that was fun. <laughs> uh, that's his only appearance of the movie. Um, and then I like Samuel L. Jackson. I think there was uh, two things he narrated. Yeah. I thought this. that was like a little jarring, to be completely honest. I was like, this is turning into an odd format that Samuel L. Jackson is. Yeah. Now speaking, and then I'm like waiting for him to come up later. Um, but yeah, yeah, it did kind of yeah that that would have been interesting. Sets the vibe, and then like, well, who's this guy narrating? And then you know later, it's like I'm the ultimate Jew killer or some shit like that. Like just some unveiling. Yeah, later on, but instead of the scene at the end where um, uh, it was it Marcel who sets. Yeah, yeah. It's just Samuel Jackson with a couple of machine guns behind the curtain. Just massacres everybody. I am sick and tired of these goddamn Jews. Well, it's goddamn Nazis. Er, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's funny. Yeah, that was, yeah, got my Nazis kill Jews. Yeah, that was, that was just an association. Screw up. Yeah. The Jews killed the Nazis in this case. I'm sick and tired of these goddamn Nazis in my goddamn country. 
That's there we go. Maybe we'll bleep Jews. I don't know. Now, in light of all the Jew, we <laughs> we stuff going we on. know what we meant, and we immediately corrected. We're good. Okay. Until someone isolates that on the internet, it's like goddamn Jews. Ugh. All all eleven of the viewers are going to be one of them. Who's no, like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So next. Oh, although I was like, is he doing coke? Apparently, there's some tobacco called snuff. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's a very new concept to me. I was pretty confident he was doing coke. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's something called snuff. And I guess you put, it's like fine, and you put it in your nose. And uh, new to me. So, I've never seen that before. Yeah, I was 100% confident that man was doing coke this whole time. Because that would have just made sense. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just thought it was funny how casual they were about it. Yeah. You know, and plus, I mean, they're scalping guy, Nazis, so <laughs> I mean, that's true. I think there's a pretty high bar to, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. I just, I think that there would have been more, like, I I don't think he would have been able to be as together if he's over there just yeah <laughs> sniffing coke all the time. It would have caused a problem. It was pretty cool. small quantities, you yeah. know, so it's like maybe he's got this habit under control. Microdosing coke. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Hugo and True, and then we have. I thought part of the fun of the movie is the group of dudes that just piss off Hitler. Like that's the fun of, like this and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is him rewriting history, you know, the right way. Yeah. And so you know this, Hitler dies in this movie. Spoilers, and. Uh, and just Hitler is just like he's just driven crazy by this group of guys, group of Jews going through killing all his superior race. Yeah, you know, so that I I, I thought it was, I mean it it kind of made sense. Like when he was getting upset, he was like, uh, I I think he asked like, did it have anything to do with the bear Jew? And then they're like, yes. And then he was like. I want no mention of the bear Jew. Like yeah. it has to be like wiped out. Bear Jew doesn't exist. There'll be no more communications. We'll never say bear Jew again. Yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, in a grand scheme of things, that was, that was kind of the government of, we don't want this anymore. Nobody is allowed to talk about it. Yeah. And you know, it, it held that weight. So in, uh, it was funny to see him kind of freaking out about that. But I mean, that, that was yeah. the reality. There was, if there was anything that we didn't like, or I shouldn't say we, anything that, you know, they didn't like, they didn't want here to talk about, you know, it was, it was illegal all of a sudden. And yes, illegal. You, you were to be, Jew. you were to be very dead. The funny, like, cause they cut from him saying, you know, who will get his scalps and then it cuts directly to Hitler. Yep. So yeah, I like that. Just dripping with sweat too. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's struggling. And then this is my f- first favorite quote he's like because you know that uh that one general's talking to i like that he calls everybody kraut general and yeah <laughs> just all that shit right if you ever want to eat sauerkraut sandwich again uh the general's like you can't expect me to divulge information that put german lives in danger and then aldo's response is well now werner that's where you're wrong because that's exactly what i expect <laughs> you to do Oh man! Everything that came out of his mouth was either like, like I was either cracking up at it or I was just like, Jesus Christ, this guy is wild. Yeah. 
Definitely my favorite war movie ever. But like, and that's the thing. You can't even like technically put it. I mean, I guess you could put it in the war movie genre, but it's just there's so much. Yeah. Anyway, I love this movie. It's it's but. probably a little bit closer to just like a period um, drama rather than yeah, like an actual war movie. It just happens to be during yeah, but yeah. um, and then there uh, oh so Bear Jew comes out Donnie Donowitz yeah crazy build up. up to it. You hear like the I'm assuming like the bat like kind of clanking yeah. around in there. Do like the zoom in the pan. Well, it was funny because like he's talking to the general and he won't give up the position, and then he hears the, and like you hear that, and he's like, oh, well, that was a little <laughs> too perfectly timed. That guy can't hear that. Yeah, he's just in the tunnel. Like, I don't know what the fuck was that place, by the way. Like, it looked like it was just a like maybe it was part of an underground bunker, and that's why it was like dark. So maybe that was like a, yeah, a hallway just, down. It's like these all these tunnels on either side, like you know, like all these entryways, you know, going really far down. I was and it's like in the middle of the woods, seemingly. Yeah, maybe like an armory or something. If they had held a front there, there oh. might have been like a line, you know, further past that. So mm. they had an armory a little bit backwards that they could run back to defend to, maybe. Yeah, I've never been to war. I don't know how these things work. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I hope not to ever. Um, fuck. Where's I going? So, oh, yeah. So, Bear Jew knocks that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, I I was it's a fun. Li- I was yeah. a little cringe. Like after he, you know, he he hits he just him kept going. and like keeps on going at him. I was like, ah, that's rough. But then, like after he started yelling, you know, he's he's kind of got that like that energy and like that hype. Teddy after Williams goes someone. fucking yard on him. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, oh, buddy, like. Like, he probably felt like he was the coolest person in the world right now, but I'm watching him just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're being a little cringy there, buddy. And then the next guy just does not hesitate. He's like, point out the German position. He's right there. <laughs> what do they have? Fucking everything. How many of them? Fucking all of them. All of them. And it, all of Germany is yeah. in, in this position. Yeah, and then he gets the not, and so then their thing is, they leave a Nazi alive. They want to carve a swastika into their forehead. They don't like it when they take the clothes off. So, yeah. And then we see Shoshana again. Uh, Shoshana now is uh, apparently had a theater left to her. Yeah, uh, I would have liked to see more of that. Uh, explained maybe yeah yeah even she, if she it was an, like a short narr- another sam jackson narration yeah would have been cool i honestly like yeah like a 30 second cut could have gone through like you know like like you know those quick scene by scenes that you know they sometimes do where it's like yeah. Trishana came here and like this date or whatever came under the care of like this family you know eventually they left the tour and then you know flip back to her being up top and changing letters and stuff could have yeah. been done could have been done maybe it just wasn't necessary doesn't matter how she got it yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the short little, my aunt left it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that works. So, but I mean, she she had to have come under the care of like some random family, right? Because the name was completely different. Because she was yeah. Emmanuel, Mimu, Mimu, Yeah. Uh, or they had a relative over there, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely be. possible. I just figured with the name change, maybe that that was very intentional, and like someone took her in like as refuge refugee and 
Yeah. You know. And then yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That was her adopted aunt. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of like just where my thought process ran with it, but again, it wasn't explained, so no yeah. way to know for sure. Uh and then so she is uh pestered by Frederick Zoller, who's apparently a war hero and uh about to be a movie star. But he he played it off so cool. He was yeah. like, Oh, am am I I just want to talk about cinema with you. Am I yeah. bothering you? Yeah, I didn't like that guy at all. Yeah. You knew. You knew from the beginning that he was going to come off as charming because he was pretty confident if he did that long enough, he'd get what he wanted. And then in the end, it goes the other way. He's he's like, I'm not someone you just say go away to. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I've I've got thoughts once we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, okay, I'm not sure that these, and I scoured the internet a little bit. I mean, as much as I do, like, I'm not very good at the Google searches, I think. I mean, anyone can search something on Google, but... There is a skill involved with Googling things. Yeah. I was... I am under the impression that the guy that asks for the autograph in the cafe when he's bothering her again, Mm -hmm. and the guy that has the baby in the tavern later on, I think they might be the same guy. I don't know. Okay. And maybe it's just completely wrong. But I think so. Yeah. And if it is, then that guy has a mistress. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he was there with, with a gal, girl. right? Yeah. yeah. But maybe they aren't the same person. But, I mean, all these war, war guys, they got mistresses. That That's a that's a trope in movies, you know. Yeah. Got more, you know. I am soldier. I am here. Do you want to shack up for a bit? Yeah. And MASH. Yeah. They got wives. Or did you ever watch MASH, that old show? Okay, that's kind of fun. But they're always sleeping with, like, nurses. And so they got, like, their war wives and their home wives. Yeah. A little bit. I could use a war wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so nothing worse than the guy that won't take a hint. Frederick Zoller. And where she fucked up is people are asking him for autographs. And then she's like, who are you? It's like, no, no, no. Don't give him that. Yeah. Don't give him that. You just, you just I mean, got to go like, anyway, you're pestering me. Can you get out of here? Yeah. The, but like his persistence, I don't know if that would have really mattered. Right. He, he didn't seem interested in leaving at any point. Because even after she had already been talking about like, hey, like, fucking leave me alone, you Nazi. Um, yeah. Uh, when, you know, the, the people were starting to come in and talk to him or whatever, like, he wanted to sit down. She didn't want him to sit down. But then after people came in to talk to him, like, he... Like, okay, this conversation here has ended. I'm going to sit down now. Yeah. Like, he was just... He wasn't going to stop. Yeah. He's, he's That's a, true. He's, he's uh, the period time of uh, a fuckboy, you know? He's like, <laughs> I am going to get you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And so then we kind of skip from there. Uh, that awkward scene ends. She's working on the marquee once more. Putting up letters and... uh. Another Nazi vehicle comes out uh, and tells her to get in the car. And then she goes to the to the lunch where they're asking about using her theater. Mm-hmm. Much like fucking Frederick, man. Um, it's all just a ploy to... Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Which doesn't make sense because, like... <clears throat> like, she had already kind of alluded to the fact that she didn't quite enjoy 
like <laughs> soldiers in any capacity. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I know you don't like soldiers, but I'm a soldier. <laughs> I think you'll like me eventually. You might not like Nazis, but I want to bring a bunch of Nazis into your uh, cinema. Yeah. Can I can I bring all the be- all the worst Nazis here? All the ones you hate the most. The the body count of this room is extraordinary. Yeah. And not the fun kind of body count. No. <laughs> but also probably simultaneously is still respectable body count. Okay, so then this is this is the uh <laughs> the debate of <laughs> I thought this was weird when I first saw it, and then the more I've watched this, the lunch scene and she looks over at, you know, Goebbels and the assistant. And there's just the random shot real quick of Where them fucking. Yeah. And I've always wondered, what the fuck is that for? My only thought on why they show that is, is Shoshana maybe just notices immediately that those two are fucking. And, like, you know how sometimes you see some like. Yeah. It's like the mannerisms, the way they'll talk back and forth. It's just obvious that yeah. one of them is backdooring the other. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, sometimes you the first thing you see is like someone fucking, you know, yeah, th- th- those two, huh? Okay. And like, <laughs> that's just an image in your mind you don't really want, but yeah. like it happens. You're like, oh, you two are married. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, they, I, the, the timing of it, I think, worked out well because, I, you know, it was like a, oh, like this is the translator or whatever. And then it was like immediately after that was like the sex scene. Yeah. It was like, yeah, sure. Translator, not just yeah, girl. He happens to be, I mean, she probably was a translator of some sort, but yeah, it definitely was mostly the, the bone. Yeah. Well, I just, so I, I, that, I, I feel like it's like that slash it's the Shoshana thing slash, uh, also telling the audience that maybe a little yeah. bit. I don't know. But this again, gonna... does it exactly serve a purpose if we know that they're fucking or not? I mean, throughout, throughout, <laughs> is it needed? <laughs> throughout, throughout the rest of it, I mean, I, I can't say like, oh, yeah, like, you if know. If I wouldn't have known. Yeah. It, it did. It, yeah, it's like, no, it, they either were just a translator and he, you know, was still rude and barked at her, you know, all the time or, yeah. or not. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if they're fucking or not. Right. Is it? Is <laughs> it's just one of those Tarantino things. You go like sex. Okay, all right. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. Um, and then we got Londa appears. Hans Londa, who's quite possibly the best character in the movie. I mean, Christo- Christopher Waltz is fantastic. Yeah, he dominated every scene. Every bit of his, he's every every scene. He's awesome. Yeah. Um. And that that would be some uh, intense PTSD if you're Shoshana. Mm-hmm. You gotta sit there with this guy now. Yeah. Well, the thing that like started to get me to sweat is like they're having you know their conversation, um, and then he's like ordering stuff or whatever. So they get the uh, the strudel, I think, and he's like, "I'll do uh, like coffee or espresso, and she'll have milk." Like as soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh shit, it's gonna go down!" Like he knows, um, and I I was I was just sitting there waiting for like. Him to do like almost that same line of questioning because yeah. I mean it was kind of that same way. Yeah. But I was waiting for it to be like, you know, you do those questions is like, are you an escaped Jew from <laughs> four years ago or whatever, and yeah. then just the 
yes and then there's that well because at the like the very end he's just holding the cigarette and mind you he like just lit the cigarette and then you know not but like a minute later puts it out in the strudel just like waste strudel waste cigarette bro Mm -hmm. i mean that's, that's what you did you you got a cigarette to get the taste in your mouth it helps you savor your dessert oh yeah probably just came up with it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, people used to smoke after meals and stuff. Like, sure. that was, like, what you did. You'd finish. I mean, people smoked during meals. That, too. But, yeah, there's that moment in the end where he's like, he's like, I had something else I wanted to ask you. And then there's just that long shot mm-hmm. where he just stares, cigarette in hand. But for the life of me, I can't <laughs> remember what it was. And then he sticks it out in the yeah. strudel. And it's <laughs> yeah, it was tense. Very tense. Yeah. And uh, there's one quote in that that lives rent-free in my mind. I think he said, ah, de la cream. Because I think that's like, wait for the cream. Mm-hmm. That's what the subtitle is. And so in my mind, anytime I see whipped cream, someone mentions cream, I just think, I, it's Christophe Waltz in my head. Yeah. Ah, wait la cream. Wait for the cream. Wait for the cream. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah. Always but in my head. I, I gotta say though, as far as like um, the way that Trishana was like kind of keeping it together and kind of keeping that straight face, and then like after he departed, like it was seconds oh, after yeah. like he was behind her that is he gone? <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Th- just that reaction. Just it looked very extremely genuine, and that yeah. you know that hit hard. Like I said, that whole scene kind of had me sweating, ready for something. So like after she started, you know, kind of breathing, heaving a little bit, I almost expected him to like have forgotten something. Yeah. I'm like oh Shoshana, like don't worry, like it's the, don't the pressure or whatever, you know, it's fine, oh, yeah. like it's gonna be good. Let me get you a fresh glass of milk. Yeah. No, <laughs> no more milk. But like that, that just still would have been like in character for the scene, you know, and it, it just like oh, like what's what's wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very sweaty. And then uh, we have uh, we have a little exposition, and Mike Myers is involved, and so. What I wrote down was, hello, exposition. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's Austin Powers thing. Um, I love Mike Myers. He's fun. Yeah. Winston Churchill's over there in the background. It was kind of mildly kinda... jarring because I didn't connect that dot right away. And I was like. Oh, I didn't know until I was watching, like, the extras yeah. on the DVD. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be Winston Churchill. I just thought maybe that was, like, this dude's, like, senile uncle or something. Yeah. I, I well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't I, click. I don't know a lot about history, but for some reason, I was like, okay, that's Winston Churchill. Yeah. Well, and that was the other thing to me too. Like, I, like, I think I just have a shape of what Winston Churchill looks like, and he just happened to be the shape. But I guess I, I guess I should. My my thing with that though is like, if that's the leader of the country, like if you walk in a room and the president's there, you know, you're, you're going to do something. Oh, hello, Mister President. You know what I mean? And this guy's. British, and that's Winston Churchill. Like, I just, I guess I just thought because when he walks in, he just sees Winston Churchill in the corner of the room, and he's just kind of like, and then Mike Myers is like, sir, and he's like, oh, you know, salutes yeah. and everything. And I, I mean, like, but maybe that's also that's, a uh, don't speak unless spoken to kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, but to stare at him like he's a fuck, like he's got crabs on his head or something, you know what I mean? Like, that was kind of. <laughs> If you, especially when you're a soldier, you imagine like that's oh that's the guy and you Commands walk in, Hello, the immediate Hello. respect. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know. So I get that's I just did not put that together until I was watching extras. That's fair. So, uh oh, there's something about Rod Taylor. That's the guy that was 
playing Churchill, but I don't remember. I I didn't write anything down about Rod Taylor, so that's my bad. He did something, likely. I don't remember. I mean, he was in the movie. <laughs> He's in the movie. Is that there what he was, did? Was that your note? Was that there, he was in the movie? Rod Taylor in movie. <laughs> he had some sort of significance. I just don't remember what it was. Okay. So, my bad. Anyone at home going like, Rod Taylor. You know what? Look it up. No. <laughs> I'm telling the audience to look it up. Yeah, I got free yeah, time. What are you doing? Listening to a podcast? Yeah. Get a job, doing? hippie. Yeah. Um, And then we're in the tavern because uh, they're... Ron, having a rendezvous with Bridget Von Hammersmark. And Aldo is pissed about uh, them being in a basement. You can't have a fight in a fucking basement. Yeah, he would not let that go. Wouldn't let it go. Every time, every time he spoke, I just was very about it. He's like, you don't have to be Stonewall Jackson to know (laughs) that you don't want to have a fight in a fucking basement. It's a tavern. It's in a basement. It's a tavern in a basement. It's in a basement. Uh, so that all gets very intense um, when because, uh, you know, the the guy that just had a baby, they're all partying at the other table and uh, he will not go away. And so then they're playing, you know, Nazi commanders. And so they're chewing this guy's ass. Yeah. And then uh, dude in the back who probably outranks them all is uh, just the mood change when he's like, might I inquire? Of course, it's in German, so yeah. it's a lot more intense. But I wasn't going to write down the... Whatever. We don't speak German. It's okay. <laughs> well, and yeah. There was no uh, German subtitle either. So. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed the fact that we got all the English and French subtitling, but never the German. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he inquires. Oh, I guess. No, I, like I mean, there's German. Yeah. Subtitles. Yeah, it's fine. But, yeah. I was just going to let it go. <laughs> But now we have to talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and so then the explanation for uh, the British guy's odd accent was that uh, he was in a different, uh, born in like a different, like a mountainous place mm-hmm. around Germany or whatever. Uh, the reference to the Piz Palu movie, uh, that was the one that was like on the above the marquee. Okay. When Shoshana's doing the letters in the opening, like when okay. she first meets Frederick Zoller. Yeah. So that was the movie that was up there. Gotcha. Um, so there's that whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, that whole tavern thing happens. They play the they play the game, and he says leave, and then he gives himself away by going three glasses instead of, instead of three glasses, because yeah. apparently Didn't that's the, the German thumb. three. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> He goes, my favorite line there is, say goodbye to your Nazi balls. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, though, I, I uh, kind of enjoyed the uh, the timing of, like, once she, you know, uh, got the rest of them to the other table, and they were talking, and she was trying to say that the Fuhrer was going to be there. Yeah. And, like, I think it was, like, it was two or three separate occasions where she, like, was almost there to say it and yeah. then was interrupted. And I was like, he's like, so the, 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 the venue has changed, and what else? The f- and then, like, immediately after, yeah. like, the one of the guys was coming over interrupting. I'm just like, oh, my God, just say it. Get the information out. Wilhelm's like, when he sits, when he comes and sits down after he gets the autograph, and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> just that whole drunk thing. Sloppy. I don't think I'd want to be that sloshed after just finding out that. You had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, you might go a little existential. Yeah. 
I may be like, I got, I got shit to do, man. I got to get my life together. What if I die at war? Especially if you're a soldier. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I never want to go to war. Russia, Ukraine, we're counting on you guys to work it out. Yep. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I think a, a stray missile went into Poland, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Well. All right, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be for the next remake of Inglorious Bastards. Stay tuned. Uh, so the crazy thing about this whole tavern meeting, you know, and, and everybody dying in the tavern uh, is that they don't even need, like if, if someone knew Shoshana, they don't even need to, to, to blow up the place because Shoshana is already going to burn the fucking place down with all the Nazis in it. Yeah, but neither Shoshana or Marcel was going to tell anybody except for well, who they got to develop it. So. Right. Yes. But what I'm saying is it's just I love that part of the story that it's like, you know, and you're, you're watching these two storylines and where they overlap, they don't even overlap. Like never is Shoshana like talking yeah, to one of no these guys. There's not a mingle. there's not an interlocking. It's just the stories they overlap. Both happen to want to destroy everybody. Yeah, they're on top of each other, but they don't quite ever touch. Yeah. No, you're right. That that is kind of an interesting way to tell a story is is to have the the goals overlapping of two parties unknown to each other. Yeah. So, I mean, so like no one needed to die in the tavern, you know. Yeah. They don't need to They would have been fine. Like the the mission would have been completed no matter what. Omar and Donnie don't need to blow themselves up later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Although Hiller may not have died because they probably could have got out of the uh, out of, because the the uh, the balcony door wasn't locked. Yeah, you know, so he just locked the theater doors. Huh. Most I guess so. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that they weren't really locked in there either. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so. Then they're talking about what they're going to do. <laughs> they're like, do you speak any other language? They're like, I, I speak Italian. <laughs> it's like, you know, when he says it like that, still with the Southern accent, like it's like, it's, oh, this isn't going to be good. Uh, my favorite quote there, <laughs> he's like, uh, tells Omar, he's like, oh, and, and you, you speak third best. So like, you just stay quiet. And he's like, I don't speak any Italian. He's like, like I said, third best. Keep your fucking mouth shut. In fact, why don't you start practicing right now? I was getting. Um, and then, yeah, I said, probably not going to go well if you pronounce it Italian. Yeah. And then. Uh, not to mention, <laughs> a homegirl has a bullet in her leg. So it's yeah. like, we're just already not yeah. starting off. And, and Londa's just, again, right on sniffing the trail. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're missing shoes. Oh, there's a fucking Bridget Von Hammersmark autograph in here. That's great. Yeah, I, and that's what I knew. Like as soon as I saw him shot by the scene, I was like, "All the evidence is there. He's gonna piece it all together in like three minutes." Yeah, we're fucked. No, it didn't even take that long. And then, uh, so I yeah, I love Aldo. Can only be Aldo. Like, he, he's, <laughs> what's your name? Gorlami. <laughs> that doesn't sound One fucking Italian at all. One more time. I'm sorry. One more time. Can you say it again? Can you say it again? Gorlami. Yeah, he probably had to say his name like 15 times. <laughs> yeah, the whisper. But like, what's what's funny is like, all four of them knew they were like outed right there. Yeah. Like just as like soon as, as, soon as, as, as he comp- starts cracking up yeah. about her mountain climbing. Yeah. 
And he he runs over to like the other group of people and is like, I'm sorry. Oh man. And just the the look on all their faces was just like the nervous, like (laughs) I have to be polite and smile, but I'm gonna die within the next thirteen minutes. Just autos like that uncomfortable, like no not show your teeth but smile. Yeah. And squinting. Also, would have loved to know the backstory on Otto's like neck scar. It was interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So, Italian Gorlami, Wanda's the best fucking villain. Uh, just in the way that even when it comes time for like, he's got him. He's got him dead to rights. Mm-hmm. And then he just like, well, actually, I even want to be not considered a villain. I want to be. I don't know. Yeah. I I just love. That, I, that that character and yeah. Christopher Waltz just does a phenomenal job. He's died by. I did make specific note. I was like, he's uh like almost like Bond level evil villain with like the theatrics involved with the way he does everything. Yeah, you know where it's like the almost like the taking Which them. Which is to, ironic because he's later a Bond villain. Oh, okay. And the Daniel Craig. So yeah, it's fun. But uh, just the the, the theatrics involved, like, uh, you know, you think about, like, the taking to dinner scenes, the explaining the the plots almost, or, like, making sure that, like, I know that you know that you're fucked kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was just a really nice touch, and I guess that makes it a lot funnier that he ends up becoming a Bond villain, because yeah. he's got the capacity. He's a he's a Blofeld, and a, it's, it's kind of, people aren't, like, happy about. I was doing some Reddit reading. People aren't happy about how they use the Blofeld character in the uh, Craig series, but okay, we'll get there when we get there. Um, and then I love when so and then yeah, he he strangles Bridget when he figures out the shoe fits. That and, uh, that also <laughs> was like kind of thing because I I and again this was one of the things where it's like for a brief moment I forgot it was a Tarantino film, and then I saw the foot, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's <was> Tarantino. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was very luxurious, like the way they framed the camera and stuff. Or it was like the zoom in gets like the little anklet thing off her, takes the shoe off, and I was like, does this set a precedent that like she's given him like foot jobs before? Because like it seemed almost familiar, or it's something he's into. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like one of them was at least practice in this interaction, because I was almost expecting the uh, the casted leg to go up first. And he was going to, like, remove the cast to find the bullet hole. Mm. But then yeah. he yeah. Th- it didn't even need that much because he knew. He already knew. He already had all of the information. He's like, go. Like, yeah, I don't need to. Go yeah. grab uh, something out of that, that bag there. She's fumbling through it. And then it's like, fuck. Yeah. Out of the his shoe. jacket pocket. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it was the jacket pocket. I was thinking it was a bag. Or when her hand hits yeah. it. Like, huh? Which, how deep is that fucking pocket if she had to fumble around? I don't know if it's like a pea coat style. Like shoe. this whole like side section could be a pocket. Yeah, probably enough for like a a pistol to fit in there. You know, so maybe it's pistol and a shoe. Yeah. Of course, don't put your pistol in there because then he would have been fucked. Yeah. He's like, I see a shoe and a pistol. Is that a shoe in your pocket, or are you just, <laughs> just happy to, to see, see me? me. <laughs> Blam! It's a it's a shoe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of had a whole thing planned and. uh you were supposed, I was supposed to put the shoe on your foot. It was like a whole thing, but uh, yeah. You really fucked that up. Anyways, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so he strangles Bridget, and then he says, the guy in the smoking jacket. And then Otto's <laughs> holding the champagne. <laughs> just the. <laughs> that was so good. 
Well, like, that's the thing. It's like, he, again, he had to have known he was fucked. He was just waiting around for shit to happen. Yeah, still with that. Yeah. And he gets stuck. He's like, ah, oh, you Nazi prick fucking Oh, bitch. just like, starts just, going in on yeah. him immediately. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, you're blowing your cover. <laughs> you're your cover within a <laughs> half Italian. a second. You have to curse in Italian. What are you doing? At least, yeah, at least put your hand up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, Londa's, you know, kind of, he's like, I've waited so long to touch you. <laughs> he yeah. touches me. Oh. And then just the headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> just headbutts the fuck out of him. And then he's just like, ah, just, just, just send him away. Yeah, I don't give like, a shit. He's like, touch me again, crap burger. <laughs> Man, he would not let that go. That's good. Uh, and then Frederick leaves the theater with the excuse of, uh, oh, it's, it's hard for me to watch this scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gobel was like unnecessarily accepting of that. He was like, no, I understand. You go. We'll, we'll catch up afterwards. Yeah. I didn't expect him to have any sympathy oh, yeah. really for What him. do you mean? I thought he was going to have to have a whole. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you see. You're embarrassing me in front of the Fuhrer. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, who is it? And I'm like. When she figures out him, I feel like I just wouldn't open the fucking door. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess you kind of got to keep up appearances, but... I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't open the fucking door. I wouldn't have opened up the door. But I guess part of it, too, was also that she was hoping if she opened the door and dismissed him, because obviously she had a little bit more bite in this conversation of, like, go away, I do not want to talk to you, I hate you kind of thing. Yeah. Um... It maybe the hope was just that he would return to his seat, so then he had a higher percent chance of, you know, being encapsulated in fire. Yeah. But but now I'm I'm kinda stuck on the fact that their doors weren't locked and they had no plan for killing the Fuhrer. That's that's kinda It's a hole. It's a hole. But yeah. What's funny though is that that was a that had to have been not just a plot hole in the story necessarily, but like both of those guys' plan. <laughs> like they just didn't really account for how to yeah, take care of those uh for the Fuhrer. I really call them like the opera seats, the, the yeah. ones that are higher up there. Um and then just the other thing with that scene is her going, Lock the door. And I was like, any guy can be convinced at any time, like in in seconds that a girl wants to sleep with him and it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> like he was fooled well, so quickly. Well that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I I don't know if it was her demeanor overall is kind of rough because she's a little, like, flat, I guess, in, in kind of her expression. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, she was probably a little hard just to read uh, from that perspective anyways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he he also, again, in his mind, he's the war hero with, oh, yeah. uh, what, 300, 250, you know, kills. Yeah, I from... feel like it's got to be a little inflated. <laughs> ah, it has to be. Unless he was out there counting the bodies. <laughs> I don't buy it. Um, yeah. But, yeah. That that inflated ego is probably like the yes I have I've passed the speech check I had high enough charisma now I get the bone scene, <laughs> you know that was that was good enough for him. Got to get this in my mind. Also the the soundproofing throughout that venue had to have been phenomenal. Oh yeah, just I mean I know it was a loud movie and there's a lot of gunshots going on but it's different. There's for, no yeah. way the quality of from recording the projector equipment, room, but pop 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 from the yeah. projector room has got to be. Because both from uh, being in that room and then um, our uh, our other two guys um, from the bastards. Yes, which that scene was sweet. Yeah, 
When he ran up and did like the yeah, the falcon like, punch and and shot him, that was that was yeah. lit. He said, "You got thirty feet to get to that guy. Can you do it?" He's like, "I have to." Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty slick. And then they uh, they turned Hitler into Swiss cheese. So that's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, that. So I um uh my wife came in during kind of that last sequence. Um, so uh, she got to see um the. Uh, shoot, where did she get in? I don't know. It was it was probably like right there, so it was like right after the fire had been started, but like they hadn't burst through the doors yet. Mm. Um, so she sees them burst through the doors, shoot all those guys. You know, the fire started and everything, and then they go over the balcony and just start spraying and praying yeah. on all the people in the venue. And she was like, "Oh." Oh, that's icky. Like, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Women stuff. Yeah, having no con. Well, I think it was the context of like, oh, we're just we're just shooting people in a locked room. Like, yeah. There's no context for that. That's a bad thing to do to people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then yeah, just the Swiss cheesing of, the Fura, <laughs> was was uh kind of like, oh my god. Yeah. What are they doing? But I thought that was cause I thought it was sick. Uh, in, yeah, it was in awesome. the like, oh wow, that was a cool way. I'm like the, but, uh, yeah. Well, of, and, and the Jews do it to him. It's like, it's, you know, the justice of the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And all was right with the world. <laughs> all was right with the world. Thanks, Quentin. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Londa negotiates his whole his deal in being part of Operation Kino and yeah. all that, and you can tell. Aldo is not happy at all with it as it's happening. Yeah. And, uh, oh, shit. Ryan from the office is just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, there for some reason. Ryan's just hanging out. He doesn't care. As soon as he started talking, I'm just like, shut up, temp. (laughs) 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 Um, one thing I forgot, not sure. I I was wondering who the fucking guy was that flew out the window. Um, when, when the place explodes, yeah, the guy that's screaming. Because it's like, well, everybody's dead, and then Donnie and Omar have the dynamite strapped to their legs, so they're going to be obliterated. So, like, all the dynamite right there is going to, like, those bodies are just obliterated. Mm-hmm. So then I'm wondering who's, like, walking down the hallway. Nah, 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 nah. Is there a fire in there or something? What's going on in there? Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of the whole uh, general premise of that is a little off because of the sheer number of wait staff that was involved and how there wouldn't be back and forth throughout the entire movie right um but that's yeah if you're doing that at the end of the third reel and like you're telling me nobody has to go to the bathroom but right before yeah 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 so yeah not not sure well it, it had to have just been so they could throw someone out a window is that also a, a tarantino trope is <laughs> i don't know throwing people out of windows i feel like that also i'm not sure if the fact is true but i did read it <laughs> somewhere on the internet that it's the same scream as the one used for uh, Stuntman Mike when the car is flipped upside down, and like in the first crash in Death okay. Proof, is the same. Apparently, the same scream used when that guy, you know, yeah, is on fire and flying. Which That's a nice and very unnecessary touch. Yeah. Um, you think some some guy was sitting in theaters, like you know, he's just. Oh my God! That's from Death Proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just shout in the middle of the theater. Everybody's like, shit, fuck, fuck out. Um, so, uh, 
they're supposed to drive over country or country lines or something and uh then londa surrenders to aldo and uh so when they do that uh he shoots the other guy and they carve the swastika into londa's head and my favorite line my i don't know if my favorite line of the movie my one of my favorite lines from aldo is the uh Londa's like you'll be shot for this and he goes nah more like chewed out I've been chewed, I've out, been chewed before. out before yeah so. oh, and then that's the uh, that's the end of the movie so uh, yeah. yeah I had a lot of fun with this like I said this this was one like I had no problems or quarrels with this being two and a half hours long this was None. and and probably just the way they kind of broke up the uh, the chapters you know kind of segmented it out it felt like they were well timed with not letting a scene drag on too long and uh you know kind of tell different parts of the story but yeah it was it was a damn good time i loved it yeah uh i don't know nine and a half nine i'm gonna go nine 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 that's fair i'd uh i'd go eight and a half eight and a half yeah all right well that's inglorious bastards and it was glorious it wasn't inglorious right uh, so you know listen to us on uh, the Spotify the Apple wherever you get your podcasts if we're not somewhere let us know at Content Crisis Hotline Yahoo.com or at Content Crisis 1 on Twitter and I'm not sure what our Instagram uh, thing is um, just look up Content Crisis you'll probably just, find yeah, it yeah you'll find it it's the only one called Content Crisis most likely there's no other there's never been a Content Crisis before us so not like the one here <laughs> this is a very, very specific brand of content crisis. We're always in a state of crisis over <laughs> here. Uh, so thanks for listening and reviewing, and uh, goodbye.